0: Hello and welcome, I am your host Michael Moorcroft. Thank you for tuning in to The Mage as well, your 101 guide to all things witchcraft and spiritual. Ciao witches, thanks for tuning in. This week I wanted to focus on more practical things, so I thought I would cover the new moon and rituals that you can do around it. And new moon rituals are really the first rituals that I was doing, and it's a really good way to get you started if you haven't already. Majors, my sugar pot spell. It's ready. We can lift off and I want your cup to Sugar Sugarpot spells are traditionally used to sweeten your life and bring joy. And who doesn't want more of that? I mean I do. Subscribe with the link in the description and you can be added. What are you waiting for? There's no time to lose. What is a new moon? Before I get into this, it's really important to distinguish between a new moon and a dark moon. For magical practitioners, there is a clear distinction between the two. However, modern astronomy, and some within spirituality too, don't always distinguish between the two and use dark moon to signify a new moon. Confused? Let me explain. The dark moon refers to a period of usually three days, where the moon is dark in the sky. It does not show. And this is because its lunar cycle of roughly 29 and a half days has been complete. It's worked its way around and orbited the Earth, so now it sits in front of the Sun. It doesn't catch any of the light to reflect back to Earth, because essentially its back is soaking up all the rays. And also during this lunar phase, the moon sits below the horizon during the night. That's also why we don't see it. The new moon, on the other hand, is when there is a slight slither of it in the sky after the dark moon. It usually appears a day or two, or even three after the dark moon, and this slither is called the Waxing Crescent, also known as the Horns of Isis, in reference to the Egyptian goddess's headdress. The horns, or tips of the moon, will point left when the moon is waxing to full moon, or right when it's waning to a new moon. I think there is a tendency within spirituality to just focus on the light and the love. The dark side is scary and must be repressed and ignored, and that's partly why we've stepped away from this dark, new moon distinction. But there's power that lies in the dark, and to step away and repress it makes it dangerous. To quote my agent George, a wise wizard, we only see the light from the stars when they are amongst the darkness. But how do you step into the darkness? Well very briefly, because I am coming a little off topic here, it might look like doing some shadow work, and this is a Jungian concept, where we have suppressed aspects of our personality, which when emotionally triggered, may rear its ugly head in the form of negative patterns. They may have been repressed because of society, childhood trauma, and so on. If this is something you're interested in, definitely take a look at it. Spoiler alert, I'm going to cover it later down the line. Back to this dark moon, new moon dilemma, our ancestors honoured these two very different moon phases and the different energies they provide. The dark moon marks a period of rest and going inwards as the lunar cycle is at an end. It's a time for silence and planning for what is about to be fired up and started again with the new moon, the horns of Isis, in the sky. The new moon is about the starting of things and getting the ball rolling again. So going forward when I speak about the new moon, it's this Horns of Isis idea, when a slither of the moon is present in the sky. The crescent, not the dark moon which some consider as the new moon. It's the slice of the crescent. The crescent moon in its shape embraces the space that which is dark and unknown, yet is ripe with promise as it waxes to its full potential. The word crescent comes from the Latin crescere, which means to increase. And I have an old spell for you. So on the night of a new moon, when you first catch a glimpse of it, Jingle any coins you have in your pocket whilst bowing, and this is said to make your money increase. You could also say this Romani chant Here is the new moon. The new moon has arrived. Be lucky for me now. You found me penniless. Leave me rich and prosperous. Leave us with money. Leave us with good health. Leave us with love. This moon phase is a time for manifestation and new beginnings in all aspects. Follow my tips on manifestation on the Meditation, Visualization and Manifestation episode and incorporate this into your new moon ritual as well. It's a time to think of that new house, or new job, or new relationship. Starting a new lifestyle, diet, exercise. It's said that things that require discipline are easier when started on the new moon. It's a great time to stop drinking, smoking, quit caffeine and processed foods, that kind of vibe. Giving up and letting go of thought patterns and beliefs that no longer serve. It's also a time for fertility spells and planting seeds. Metaphorically or physically, planting with the moon has been done since ancient times. This is the best time for planting crops that produce their seeds outside the fruit, like lettuce, spinach, celery, broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower and grain crops. And with this idea of growth hair spells are commonly cast on the new moon as well. Brushing your hair in the light of the new moon is said to stimulate growth as is using lunar charge water from a new moon to massage into your scalp and leave it to dry. Cutting your hair to coincide with the new moon is said to make it grow thicker and stronger. Also, what zodiac sign the new moon falls in can greatly dictate the energy of that lunar month and can give you an indication on how to build your rituals, what to focus your manifestations on and how to set your intentions for this month. So when the moon is in Aries, it's good for taking action and confronting things. It's great for changes being confident and new beginnings, as well as physical activity. Taurus, where we currently are, rules money matters, budgeting, savings, creative pursuits, planning, it's a great time to be out in nature as well. Gemini is great for communication, writing, intellectual pursuits, socializing and travel. Cancer is all about the home and family, think cooking and this idea of nurturing. Leo is good for creativity, performances, auditions, confidence, and this playful vibe. Moon in Virgo is good for organizing and analyzing. Working with numbers, great for ending bad habits and thinking about health. Libra is about all things creative and connections. It's a good time for social skills and improving your appearance. Scorpio is all about research, getting to the bottom of things, investigation, and understanding others. Sagittarius governs expanding the mind and travel, exploring, and adventures. Capricorn is great for taking control, in terms of organisation, budgeting, planning, and being realistic. Aquarius is about meeting friends, getting together in groups, and it's good for getting rid of the past and inventive thinking. Finally, Pisces rules over performing, auditions, and spiritual pursuits. Deities. You can dedicate your ritual to various moon gods or goddesses, and these could include Diana, Artemis, Luna, Selene, Ishtar, Yamana, Hina, and Thoth, to name a few. You could worship Isis, I mean the new moon is named after the horns she wears. However, she was traditionally a sun goddess as well as a star one, particularly the star Cyrus, as it was said to be her soul. When Alexander the Great took over Egypt around 300 BC, he brought it to the Greeks. Now they tended to see all goddesses as embodying lunar energy. It was through the Greeks that this transformed Isis into a lunar deity this idea traveled west and is how we define her today i said there was going to be no history today but that has completely gone out the window back to this idea of deities you can print pictures of them you can buy a statue or make it if you can you can draw a picture of them having them physically embodied will help draw the energy to you you can find prayers invocations leave offerings burn their corresponding herbs and burn candles with their associated colors Now I'm going to use Artemis as like an example of how you would work with her on a new moon, but feel free to choose another and adapt it to your own needs. Apothecary's Garden not only sells high-grade resins, from Dragon's Blood to Elmi, for all your ceremonial needs, but also perfumes, essential oils, and handmade cosmetics like the Babylonian beard wax and a frankincense rose serum. Their respiratory first aid balm has 20% off at the minute, and it contains locally harvested and sustainably sourced ingredients, such as eucalyptus and peppermint, as well as the resins of pine and spruce, which help break up phlegm and open the passageways. All this and more at Apothecarysgarden.shop. And for you, my cherished listeners, they are offering 15% off with the code MAJORS15, all uppercase, and the numbers 1 and 5. And once again, that is apothecariesgarden.shop. Awake Organics create beautiful, cruelty-free skincare and cosmetics. I'm quite careful and fussy with what I put on my skin, but I recently tried their Sea Quartz Vegan Cleanser and I was blown away. It's a micro polish, but it isn't created with plastic beads. It's ground quartz crystal. The crystals are hand-milled, washed, and filtered by a Reiki master. Vivid green from the spirulina, it was fun to use, and with the essential oils of sweet orange and chamomile, it smelled so good I could have eaten it. My skin looked and felt incredible. Awake Organics uses plastic-free packaging and, where possible, sources their ingredients in the UK. And now they're offering 20% off with the code MAJORSWELL20, all uppercase. Once again, that's Awake Organics. artemis ritual while lighting white or silver candles and placing a moonstone on your altar recite this poem called fierce goddess by keridwin and i found this from orderwhitemoon.org mighty goddess proud and free tall and strong swift as the wind fill me with your fierce joy of your righteous passion noble goddess stern in punishment broken no cruelty suffering no mockery Fill me with your fierce joy of your righteous vengeance. Mesmerising goddess, changing with the moon, White as ice, red as blood, Fill me with your fierce joy of your female mysteries. Then while burning cypress, cedar, and or pine, Which represents the wild forests and the woods she hunts in, Recite, O thou beautiful lady of the moon, Virgin Artemis, Mysterious and triune, Who barest a bow and a quiver of splendour, With elegant arrows made of glittering silver, Sister of Apollo and daughter of Zeus, Most mysterious woman, mystic and obtruse, Who art Selene above, waxing in the sky, And Hecate below, waning with a sigh, And Artemis on earth, protecting childbirth, Thou triple goddess of the ageless moon, Lady of the nocturnal and mystic swoon, Virgin Artemis of lunar delight, admirable queen of the starry night lover of youth and guardian of truth holy priestess and virgin huntress mighty protectress full moon in darkness holy virgin holy guardian blessed goddess of the cypress garden we invoke thy lunar ecstasy and we invoke thy mystic trance we invoke thy magic sovereignty and we invoke thy secret guidance Come, O come, Lady Artemis, our beloved moon, and fill us with your mystic and wondrous swoon. We invoke thee to enrich our souls with thy mystic power. Come, O come, in this thine holy hour." And this was called Invocation to Artemis by Sir David Cherubim. You could offer her a lock of your hair, as it represents her chastity, and role as a divine virgin, and then you would ask for her blessings over your ritual, and to aid you with your manifestations, as she's brilliant for achieving goals and manifesting. She also rules over intuition, power, especially feminine, protection, pregnancy, and environmentalism, to name a few. Also, drink some mugwort, it's sacred to her. The Latin name, Artemisia vulgaris, is a derivative of her name. And try meditating and see if you get any messages from her. The new moon is all about new beginnings. Maybe you've been through something traumatic, Maybe you've walked away from something that's forever changed you. Maybe you've started a new chapter, but the past is clinging on to you. Maybe it's time for a rebirth. Collect some items that represent a former you or an old life. I'd suggest a minimum of three items. Also write a letter releasing your old self, letting go of the past or anything that's held you back. Bad working conditions, a sad relationship, low self-esteem. Put your truest thoughts and feelings into this letter. And you want to find a place outside, under the light of a new moon. Dig a deep hole, contemplating what you'd like to release. And once you feel you are ready, place your things inside that hole. If some of your items are clothes, I think it'd be a good idea to wear them, just to represent the shedding of old as you take them off. And then you want to read your letter out loud, but you want to really put your feelings into this letter. And whatever feelings come up for you, express them fully. And once you're finished, light your letter on fire and drop it into the hole and say, I send you away, far from me, and far from my life. You no longer have any influence upon me. You are my past, and the past is gone. I banish you, I banish you, I banish you. Let the embers die down, and then say three times. Let the earth take my former self, and let my new self awaken with joy. So be it, blessed be. And then cover up the hole and express gratitude, because your former self brought you to this point. Smoke cleanse yourself and visualize any cords to the items in the ground being burnt away and with each exhale, black smoke is leaving your body. When you feel ready to walk away, do not look back. New Moon Water Leaving some water out under the new moon will charge it with the energy that it brings. It's perfect to use for spells of new beginnings, and you can use it in baths and even teas. The water can also take on the energy of the zodiac house that the moon is in, and you can create moon water with any phase of the moon you wish to work with. It was said that the moon produces secretions, or sweat, and that this can be harvested and put into the moon water to enhance its potency. It's called the Thessalian trick, and it comes from the ancient Greek belief that the witches of Thessaly had great powers and knowledge. It was said they were able to bring the moon down with their songs and harvest the magical sweat, and to drip it into their herbs to increase their potency. Another wise wizard, Richard Levy, who runs the Facebook page, Children of Kirke, Put me onto the idea of this moon juice. While outside, whilst looking at the new moon, close your eyes and still your mind. Sing whatever feels right for you and imagine your voice drawing the moon closer and closer to you. Slowly it creeps, lured by the sound of your voice. Cup your hands and imagine it sat above you, dripping its magical juices into your hands. Pour them into your moon water and leave it out overnight. And use how you see fit. And majors that is all I have for you this week. Some of you have may noticed the strange tone playing in the background. I wanted to mix things up this week sound effect wise so I found the frequency of the moon and added it to the episode. For anyone that's interested, the sound is 210.42 Hertz. I hope you've liked it and it's not been annoying. You can find me on the Instagram at the Majors well and it's the same for Twitter. Drop me a line. The email account for the podcast is the Majors at gmail.com. Please get in touch with any queries, questions, stories, or experiences that you want to share, and they might get featured. If you want to support the show, I've left my Patreon link in the description, and you can subscribe to my Sugarpot spell. The address is patreon.com forward slash themage as well. If you wish to support the show, but you're not able to, tell your friends, or leave a 5 star review. I've left it in the episode description, and honestly, this really does help the show get found. A big thank you to Coral St Clair for the podcast artwork and to Olof Six for the podcast review. Before I go, I want to read a poem. It was first printed in 1832 in a book by Eliza Lee Folan called Little Songs and became a popular nursery rhyme in the 1930s. It's called The New Moon. Dear Mother, how pretty the moon looks tonight. She was never so cunning before. Her two little horns are so sharp and so bright. I hope she'll not grow any more. If I were up there with you and my friends, I'd rock in it nicely, you see. I'd sit in the middle and hold both ends. Oh, what a bright cradle twould be! I would call to the stars to keep out the way, lest we should rock over their toes. And there I would rock till the dawn of the day and see where the pretty moon goes. And there we would stay in the beautiful skies. And through the bright clouds we would roam. We would see the sunset and see the sun rise, and on the next rainbow come home. Peace out, witches. I'll see you next week.